Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I am always happy to be here with you and you can always send me a voice message and ask a question, suggest a guest, pick a topic. It will be in the show notes, so just look out for those or send an email to 13th Avenue Media at gmail.com. That's spelled out 13th Avenue is spelled out media at gmail.com. September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, and we are going to be talking about suicide. So please, if you are in need of help, reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. We need you here with us. Professor Andy Gold is joining us today. Welcome to the show. I am honored to be with you, Sharon. This is great. And I am honored to have you, my friend. I love to give everybody a little bit of framework before we get started as to like who the dude is sitting to the left of my Zoom. I don't know how you're seeing it, but um, I met Andy Gold. How did I meet Andy Gold? It was definitely through Jessica. Yeah, I think it was at the first Susie Steiner breakfast. I think you came as a guest of hers and uh, Jessica said, Oh, I got somebody you got to meet. She's from New York. I was like, oh, I'm on it. Yeah. And we sat down, boom, the rest is history. Yeah. It's pretty much how it goes with New Yorkers, you know? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) You're from New York? Oh, but but, unless they say if they're from upstate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, well, wait a minute. That's just like you being from Florida. So never mind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little different. I know. It's like when I meet someone and they say, I'm from New York. I'm like, well, where exactly are you from? You know, Rockland County. I'm like, oh, you mean upstate New York? They're like, no, it's just right over the Tappan Zee Bridge, you know? Well, that's, that's upstate. Yeah. Yeah. People go there anyway. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly. um, So I'm, you know, Long Island and you grew up in the city. Yep. I grew up in Manhattan. Fancy thing. Yep. Upper West Side. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I went to a jet game not too long ago. Uh, we won't right. be going this year. There's a no. thing happening called a pandemic. Yep. But we did have a good time at that jet game. But oh my God, is that stadium hot or what? Like you sit there, it's it's fo- a football, I know, but it is so uncomfortable, that stadium. Like I- I'll never go again. Yeah. I'm never like, leaving. I'm only Zooming. I'm doing Zoom football. <laughs> Well, the truth is that um, I've never understood why anybody's upset about the trap because it has air conditioning. Exactly. Like, I don't care if it, look where we grew up. I don't care if it's falling apart. Right. No, it it makes it feel like, oh yeah, the grit, you know, there's rain dropping on my head during this game. Who cares? Exactly. Um, Yeah. The Bucks games. No, sorry. Mm -mm. (laughs) Believe you me. I don't really care about Tom Brady, okay? Yeah, me neither. Trust me. uh, (laughs) You know, we, you and me, we have a Bucks fan outside my house that says Brady. I can't do anything about it. I got too cold. I'm like, that's such an insult to my life. Mm. He was such a jet jet killer. I mean, honestly. 
It's only jealousy. I've said mm -hmm. this many times, you know, we hate Brady because we're jealous of yeah. his amazing ability to kick the New York yeah. Jets ass. Yeah. <laughs> kick everybody's ass, actually. I mean, he's... Basically. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping because of what's happening now and all the hype of him coming that he'll just decide not to play football anymore. But moving on, why we're here today mm -hmm. is because um, Andy Gold is a... Dr. Andy Gold is a professor at HCC. So after mm -hmm. Jessica introduced us, you had me sit on a panel. Mm -hmm. My first panel discussion was with Debbie Lundberg, who just oh, had a kidney that, yeah. transplant. I know, amazing what she's doing. With the other Deb, which is just incredible. They're amazing, two. amazing. Yeah, it's just crazy how the world works. And we will talk about Susie Steiner's event because it's next Friday. Mm -hmm. That is definitely where our um, connection, I just thought we're going to have to tell the story about your student that showed up at my house. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Susie Steiner event um, is coming up next Friday. I bought a table. I'm bringing a bunch of girls with me this year. We're excited. You guys have done it really, really well. Um, you're gonna, we're gonna eat Uber Eats and we're gonna have breakfast and we have a swag bag coming. It's the coolest thing ever. It's gonna be so much fun. We're gonna do like rapid breakout rooms through Zoom. So you'll get to meet random people you don't know for like short periods of time, like maybe. Who was handling that? Kim, I hope, not you. Yeah, I think Kim is helping us with the, the sessions breaking out because I can't even do that. Well, you know, you've been to it. It's always like we never have a team around us because we're always trying to set up the the projector and the sound and the this and we can't enjoy ourselves so we have a really good team now we're really lucky um we've got great in, uh, uh work employees and and it really for the first time it's allowed us to do so much more you know so we're really in a good we situation. needed it so bad yeah, yeah because all of the information that you're bringing is so valuable and mm -hmm. so needed and those events are so incredible they, and it was growing every year, so yeah. you needed it so bad. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. But Andy and I connected, and then um, all of a sudden I was speaking at these events every day of my life, last minute. <laughs> that wasn't so much uh, because we like had something fall through. It was because we were disorganized, right? So we would running around this is before we had anybody working with us and beth and i are trying to do everything and oh my god we forgot we have a a speaker event tomorrow and we don't have anybody you know we would call you and you'd be like yeah we'd be like yes sharon doesn't say no so that was good don't say no and i don't cancel although you say no to people that you really don't align with i will say that and you well, say yes that. yeah that is a fact. I say no really quickly if I don't believe in what you're spewing. Yeah. So, um, but I've always connected with you and I've always connected with Beth. So we're going to, um, let me tell you, Andy, that mm -hmm. Beth's show covered all, all. All the stuff we do. Okay. All of it. Okay. Very professionally. Great. Very well organized. I felt like I was sitting, listening to a teacher. I mean, it was great. And I don't want that for this because I've done that already. Okay? Yes. I know what you guys do. I know HCC. Um, I mean, we talked about online learning and, and how you guys were trained really well with doing virtual. I mean, look at your background. It's fantastic. We do. 
Look you're at very, you're very professional, Sharon. Very professionals. You know, everybody says how teachers don't make a great salary. Look at that nine million dollar condo, Doctor. Exactly. <laughs> I was really impressed with uh, with the backgrounds, though, because uh, it's not the norm that it's, teachers have it all together all the time because you don't have the team and support around you and the money. That's right. So, so I, I, I don't know what you want to talk about today, but I have, do you want to tell me or? No, 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 go ahead. What were you going to say? So I have, I don't know, if, have I ever told you my John Travolta story and how it, how it led to me teaching? No, this is fantastic. I okay. Met All right, so I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible, but it's a pretty long story. So, I like long stories. So uh, as Sharon mentioned, I was born and raised in New York City. So, um, I was about to uh, enter eighth grade and the high school that I was zoned for was Brandeis High School on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. That was where I was gonna go in ninth grade. And it was a really, really bad high school. My parents didn't have the financial means for private school. So in New York City, there are three public schools that are nationally recognized, but you have to take a test to get into these schools. So my parents said, you know, Andy, we really want you to take a test uh, the three high schools are Stuyvesant High School, Bronx Science, and Brooklyn Tech High School. And I was a terrible test taker. So I take the test, you know, the Scantron and everything. I'm guessing on a good third of the questions. Mm -hmm. I didn't do well. My parents that night, how'd you do? I'm like, well, I really, I tried my best kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it took like six weeks. We get the results. And I walk into the advisor's office at my middle school, IS44, and she sits me down and she says, this is exactly what she said to me. She said, you know, Andy, I have no idea how you did this, but you scored high enough where you could go to any one of the three schools. Like it was an insult in a way, because she, she <laughs> knew me. Yeah. And she, it was like, there was no yeah. way she knew. Yeah, she's like, I don't know how right. you did Who did you cheat off of? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, but, and I kind of knew she was insulting me, but I was so happy, like I was so relieved, you know? So I, I race home, I tell my parents, they're like, this is great. Um, why don't you, Andy, research the schools and you pick the one, they're all great high schools. So I had two other friends that um, were in the same situation. So we immediately, we get together, we eliminate Bronx science. And why do we eliminate Bronx science? Because for those of you that don't know, Bronx science, of course, is in the Bronx, and the New York Yankees are from the Bronx, and I'm a lifelong New York Mets baseball fan, as were my friends. I didn't know that. Yes. So, oh, do you, do you, are you a Yankees fan? Of course I am. Are you, oh. tell me you're an Island fan, I'm just okay. Well, usually the Mets and the Jets go together. Fan? What? Are you an Islander fan? No, a Rangers fan. All right, thank God. Then we'll be fine. Go ahead. Okay, so... Uh, we were like, we can't spend four years of our life in the Bronx listening to Yankees fans telling us how great Yan the Yankees are and how bad the Mets are, even though it's true. So we eliminate Bronx science. It's, by the way, for those out there listening, that's a really bad uh, reason to exclude a school <laughs> like Bronx. But a very true New York thing to do. Yeah. So we're like zeroing in on Stuyvesant High School. We knew where it was at the time. It was on the east side of Manhattan. We'd seen it. It kind of knew the neighborhood. It was a really good school. So that's kind of where we were going. Then this movie comes out called Saturday Night Fever. And um, 
it's blockbuster. If, you, if any of you watching this um, or listening to this um, have never seen the movie, you should see it. It's actually a, a movie that has uh, kind of stayed true over a long has period of time. anybody in the world not seen that movie? Like yes, so you got to talk to my students. Oh my God, yes, sometimes they've never seen that movie. Oh my God. So we watched this movie and we, I had spent like no time in Brooklyn at that point in my life, except very little, you know, maybe Coney Island or something like that. And we're like, oh my God, there's like a party scene in Brooklyn and clubs and discotheques and all this stuff. Let's go to Brooklyn Tech. It seemed like it would be a really fun time. So we decide to go there. We're excited, but I couldn't tell my parents the reason why I picked Brooklyn Tech. So I, I had to lie to them. So I said, you know, Brooklyn Tech, it's known for um, its engineering uh, program. <laughs> and I think I want to be an engineer. And they were like, oh, that's great, Andy. You know, so why am I telling you the story? So I go there. And in my freshman year at Brooklyn Tech High School, I had an English teacher. His name was Mr. Edwards. He was a terrible, terrible English teacher. Um, but for everything I didn't learn from that man about um, literature or Moby Dick or whatever we were supposed to be doing that year, I learned almost everything I know today about finance and economics. He was really into trading the stock market and we kind of uh, became uh, quasi mentor mentee kind of uh, friends over two and a half years. I learned everything I needed to learn about investing from him. So I wanted to work on Wall Street, which is what I did. When I got out of college, I had a 14 year career on Wall Street, just gradually having my soul like ripped out of my body. <laughs> right. And I and I left, you know, at the end. And uh, that's when my entrepreneurial journey really began. And through starting several small businesses over probably a 18, 19 year period of time, having two really uh, epic uh, business failures, you know, which, you know, people always lo love to say, oh, you know, you learn, that's the best way to learn is through business failure. Um, I could have totally done without the lessons learned. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, the failures, are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, toward the, uh, right like before I uh, moved down to Florida, and I only moved here because of HCC, a friend of mine, who teaches at Columbia, which is in Manhattan in their business school said, hey, Andy, would you like to come and guest speak to my class and um, you know, let them know kind of what social entrepreneurship is, which was one of these a business model I had for an IT consulting business that I had. So I was like, sure. So I go and I'm telling them all these stories. There's like maybe 50 students in this room and they're laughing at my silly stories and asking me lots of questions. And I, I, like, I realized I had an epiphany that, gosh, all this stuff that I just took for granted that I had kind of just learned over life uh, and these experience that I, the experiences that I had was of some value to these students. So I, I thought, well, maybe I should try to teach as an adjunct. So I started teaching at a local community college, Westchester Community College. I was living in New Rochelle by then. And I loved it. And then this uh, opportunity came up to apply for a job at HCC to try to build out an entrepreneurship program there. I applied, like I hadn't worked for the man in forever, you know. <laughs> yeah, and really. I, I still and I, understand how you went back to the man, but. I, mean, I don't know. And I, and like, I, it was like such a bureaucracy, you know, the whole interviewing process, all everything about it. 
um, I somehow convinced them to hire me. And Beth and I, as she told you, you know, we built out this amazing program. But I always like to think back to Saturday Night Fever in my life, because I really think had that movie not come out or had I not seen it, I would have never gone to Brooklyn Tech. I would have never met Mr. Edwards. And I would have never had that initial journey on Wall Street, which really led to me starting these different businesses. So that's kind of my, in a nutshell, there's a lot more nuance to it, but I'm trying to, you know, be sensitive I, to I was gonna, Well, I know that you um, love the topic of serendipity in business, and so do I. Mm -hmm. What that reminded me of. I did think you were going to tell me that you were hanging out with John Travolta. So okay, so I'm going to tell you one detail story then, okay? So did you dance with him? Did you Okay, no, this is much more embarrassing than that. Okay, good, perfect. Okay, so my wife Anne and I, we owned a condo in Safety Harbor in Pinellas County, mm -hmm. and that's kind of, we would come down for like little mini weekends just before we moved down here. So we were down here one weekend, my two sons were visiting with us, they were in college. And in Safety Harbor is a hotel called the Safety Harbor Spa and Resort Hotel. So we were members of that hotel, like they have a gym, you could join and turn your membership on or off if we went back to New York and so on and so forth. So my sons go down there and they call me and like, dad, you got to get down here. You're never going to guess who's here. John Travolta is here. And I'm a huge, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go down. I'm going to tell them the story I just told you, Sharon. Right, right. That's my plan, right? So I go down there. I see my sons, they're like, oh, I don't know where he went, you know, blah, blah. He must've gone back to his room. I was like, oh man, I missed my opportunity. So we go through our little exercise routine. I go into the room where there's showers. So there's like a wall of shower stalls and across from the walls a mirror with all the Q-tips and all this stuff. So I take my shower and I open up the curtain to my, my shower and staring at me, in the window, in the mirror across the room is John Travolta. Oh and I see, and he had like a goatee cause he had just made the movie Pelham one, two, three. You know, so he had like this, he was still, so I was at my towel. I, I was like so shocked, you know, I didn't make I, it. and I'm naked. I grab my towel and I quickly cover myself. And then like, I, I, I don't know what came over me but I didn't want to act like I knew who he was. So I'm like, oh, hey, how, how you doing? And, and he's like, good, how, how are you? You know, he has a distinctive voice. How are you doing? And I didn't know what to say next. So I, they had just renovated the bathrooms there. So I said, so what do you think about the, the new renovations to the sinks and so oh, he goes, I, I really liked it the old fashioned way. I thought it was better before. And, and he walked out and I, I missed my opportunity. <laughs> But that's a true story. That was like the only, I actually met him and I had a chance, but I've it's told this story a number of times. I'm hoping somebody gets to him and I'm able to actually sit down and tell another him conversation story. with yeah. him. Yes. I mean, I believe that you need to kind of parlay this story into your story with Dan Bavaro about you guys <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> it seems to be like this trend. I don't know what's but going on. But I don't yeah. know either, but yeah, I got to, uh, I got to meet him once too. And my goodness, that poor guy right now losing his wife and losing oh. his son to, uh, to suicide. Terrible. Just, he hasn't had it easy for somebody who's been so successful. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about that. I didn't have a plan to talk about this with you actually, Andy, but I think it's important that we talk about the serendipity in business. That's always been my favorite topic. And you've never asked me to talk about it at HCC. Well, we're going to soon, so don't worry. 
I'm going to wait though till like the night before and yeah, call yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I'm yeah. only in Pinellas and you're in Hillary, <laughs> but no problem. And it'll be at seven in the morning, so oh, no yes. problem. Or during rush hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be Zoom. So um, I think that it is so amazing that that always happens. There's always a reason for everything. It's very. It has to be very difficult to teach to students because you guys are teaching entrepreneurs. And you also are teaching a lot of veterans. It's, it's hard for people to understand that their relationships, um, that they're being at the right place at the right time, they're going for it and doing something because maybe you thought you'd be led to John Travolta. Instead, you met him in a locker room. Right. Marber, you know, um, but it all, when you look back and you reflect, you're like, well, all of that was meant to happen to be where I am today. Mm-hmm. And it makes great stories, right? So it humanizes me with my students when I, I don't tell them the, the shower story because that's a little creepy with students. But, but you know, when you do tell stories of random things that have happened, it's very interesting for students. And I've always thought, and I'm relatively new to teaching, so it, it, I'm not really all that good at it, but I have learned a couple of things about teaching. You're good at it, Anne. I'm a firm believer that students will rarely ever remember what you taught them, but they'll always remember what you did for them. And I, I, I know that like we teach and we blah, 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 and uh, transfer information. But when you do something for a student that's meaningful, you know, you, you introduce them to somebody, you give them an opportunity they otherwise would have never had, that sticks with them for a long time. And I'll just give you one example of that. So I Another passion of mine, other than entrepreneurship and serendipity, is um, financial uh, financial literacy. You know, so I teach a lot of personal finance classes at HCC. So in two th every year at, when I teach that class, um, I always introduce these financial tech apps, fintech apps that you can invest in, and I just kind of tell the students what they are and. You know how easy they are to use. I don't make them, you know, use them, but you know, I, I kind of show them things like Acorns and Betterment and different apps like that. So, I saw about four months ago a student. I remember. I, I rarely remember my students when I see them years after I have taught them, and they they recognize me, so they always run up, oh, Doctor Gold, and I'm always like, hey, dude, you know what's going on? Because I don't know their name, but I act. I know what. I know they recognize me, but this student was disabled. He was in a wheelchair and I remember him in Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I worked with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram, Thai Technology Rocks. My class, and he was really engaged, always asking questions. So about four months ago, right before COVID or six months, whatever that was, in, in early March, 
I see him, I see him on Davis Island and he comes up to me and he's like, oh, Dr. Gold, I've been meaning to reach out to you. I just wanna show you something. So he takes out his phone and he opens up this uh, app called Acorns, which is uh, an investment, an easy investment app. And he's like, you've changed my life. I, I did what you said when you were teaching it. And uh, I just wanna show you my Acorns account. So he logs in and he had 12,100 and something dollars in there. Wow. And I could tell like for him, yeah, it's huge. Huge. Very like, Come on. Yeah. And uh, I felt so good. Like, you know, I had totally forgotten. I even like told him that. But for him, it was something he never knew about. It's something he took action on, which is really important. And he remembered, like he probably didn't remember budgeting, for example. Like I spent a lot of time talking about budgeting. But I, he remembered that because it was something I did for him and helped him with. So that's just one example of that. It's awesome. And I think that there's um, teachers in general, professors, you got you being an entrepreneur is probably the absolute best way to teach entrepreneurship is because you've actually done it. So you know, you know, a lot of it is like a real crapshoot, you know, if, mm -hmm. you're, <laughs> if you're, if you have a gift of gab, and you know how to build relationships with people, you're halfway there. Exactly. Right? And it's, if you know how to tell a story, I mean, that is, that is a big piece. And this is, you know, one of the reasons that I started doing this show is because I know so many great people that have so many great stories and people want to do business with people they like, right? I mean, that's exactly forever, yep. but it's so true. You know, anytime I, somebody maybe comes here from New York or, or somebody, you know, I mean, thinking about Alex Harris, who's the singer from St. Pete, and you guys were looking for artists, you know, to, yep. um, to speak. And I think I sent you another artist. Another yeah, he was amazing. I mean, amazing Alex guy. Incredible. I mean, yeah. there's so many incredible people. He was on the show way before you, Andy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> and and that's, that's, that's how it should be because he's far more interesting. No, I mean, it was actually right during Black Lives Matter. So you oh, perfect. Profile yeah. at that time. Yeah. Right now we're back to school. So yeah. we have a lot of- Ah, oh, I see a method to the madness now. Okay, what I, mean? I, I mean, some people think I don't really have a strategy, but <laughs> you know, it's that blonde thing. It tricks people. They're like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. It's <laughs> from where I grew up. But you know, I really do think that what you and Beth do with, and I told her this and I, I meant it then, I'll say it to you. What you guys do for the students are, it is incredible. What you do for the veterans, what you do for the community is really, um, you know, it's, it's to be admired. I, I really have always just looked up to you guys building out what you've done. I mean, it, it was such a small, you know, it was almost like when I met you guys seven years ago, it was just the start of it. That's when Susie had passed away and you guys continued to do this breakfast every year. And, and then there was this wonderful opportunity to just help more veterans and have the in-lab and you know, you really, and you've gone to conferences and you've built out with other schools. And it actually takes an entrepreneur, Andy, to do these things. I know. And, you know, um, it's, we, we are, we are executing uh, this stuff at the college, but it, it really takes a village to be able to do what we do. So, you know, I think as an entrepreneur or really just you don't have to be an entrepreneur to to be good at this but what you just said like a willingness to authentically collaborate with other people is critical to success generally it's got to be, be genuine and 
I think when, when we kind of talk about what we do, people like yourself are willing to give of themselves. Uh, and without that, we wouldn't have a program if we didn't have people like yourself and the many other community partners that, that support us. So that all ties back to how we come across when we present what it is we're doing, you know? And then if we make it about us and not about the community and not about our students, that's a turnoff to a lot of people and, and rightfully so. But I think we've really done a, a really good job of always focusing on our students. I will tell you one interesting thing I learned along my um, professor uh, career, this last career you I've had. You are actually a professor, so it's yes. quite funny that you did the bunny ears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are actually Dr. Andy Gold. Yeah, I'm a legit, I'm a legit professor. So, you know, one of the things we get to do everything. Mm -hmm. is we get to travel to conferences and present at these conferences, you know. So for anybody that's been to these conferences, you know, you hear speakers and if they're using PowerPoint, um, and it's a pretty large audience at the end, typically the last slide might be like a big question mark or questions, questions, you know, that kind of thing to, in, to invite the, the attendees to ask questions. So we, we would do that and I would do that, you know, I'd have that as a last slide. And I learned something really interesting. Um, it took about two years to learn it, but I learned it that oftentimes people only ask questions because they felt bad no one else was asking a question and they thought well he's a nice guy and you know i feel bad no one's raising their hand so i'll, I'll ask him a question because he's kind of asking for questions so when i learned that i thought well that's really bad you know like if people don't have questions that's cool then they don't have questions so i took that slide out of my presentation and when i would finish i would just say thanks so much for coming enjoy the rest of the conference have a great day and i'd start packing up my stuff and then a really amazing thing has happened. Um, people occasionally will just voluntarily walk up to me um, because they really do want to talk about something that I talked about. Oh, Andy, I loved what you were talking about in that presentation. I, I think we could work together on something. It's led to so many really meaningful opportunities for us. Um, and I think that that's a really important lesson in general that when people voluntarily want to work with you it's so much more powerful than when you're trying to recruit and beg and plead with people to work with you i agree 100 percent. you know i've always been of the mindset that when i do get asked to speak and i do thank god <laughs> or oh my god that <laughs> i am actually not there for me I'm only there to bring value to an audience. Mm -hmm. So I like to know who my audience is and I'd like to be able to, to speak to them. And then there is this wonderful, um, when people are actually waiting to speak to you after now, if nobody's there, you really know you didn't do so hot. Right, exactly. Now it's like, oh God, where's the line? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I must have been off today. But really, and, and your delivery is so good that I'm not surprised. And it really is only about our relationships. In my opinion, you um, came here from New York and you went on LinkedIn and you saw Susie Steiner. Mm -hmm. Susie Steiner, I feel like I could tell your story now. You can, yeah. Susie Steiner. Sure had so many connections and you were just like the typical New Yorker, like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, 
hook yeah. up and see if she can hook me up with some people. And then she <laughs> said something about a beer can building. You were like, oh, yep. she wants to have beer with me? What is a beer can building? And then uh -huh. you met Susie. And then yes. you opened up again. And to think that now, all these years later, you're still honoring her life. Yeah, it's well. incredible. She was like a real catalyst to everything that we've been able to do because you know i didn't know anybody in tampa bay when like just like when you probably moved down here you didn't know anyone so you know with you maybe jessica ravelli and working women was a conduit into a, a world of sure. people mm -hmm. um but i'm the wrong gender so i couldn't take advantage of uh, jessica's uh nice. organization <laughs> but i uh i met susie and i i have to say like she she was like all about when she thought someone was doing something cool all about supporting that person and she really did like she introduced us to so many people early on when we had no credibility we had no program we had no nothing and she would champion uh, our efforts everywhere and i really have enormous um gratitude for that and you know all that she really did for our students and I'm really happy that we're able to keep this uh, annual event going because there's so much she did that people don't know about because now it's been a while since she passed away and we're able to kind of retell um, what her role was in the community. And, and that's really cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's the only award that I've ever won, period. No, it's the only <laughs> that I've ever won <laughs> that I I put in my in my book because it meant that much to me. It meant um, so much that a woman could just impact so many people yeah. by just hooking them up and connecting them. Because you know that is a, a very important piece of being an entrepreneur. I think that a lot of people become complacent, which I'm so thrilled that I'm using this word right now because I'm writing a chapter in somebody else's book and I have to write about complacency. Well, I am the best person to talk about it because when you get complacent and you think, you know, ah, look at me now, I got myself two businesses, wrote myself a book, uh -huh. get paid. I don't need to meet up with you. Um, uh -huh. You're like a new business owner. Uh, <laughs> what uh how are you going to be able to leverage my network right right <laughs> right i mean it's so ridiculous what goes on so i have been i'm always a yes person and i only surround myself with other people that will do the same and that's why i've always been so attracted to what you guys do with hcc and in lab and mm -hmm. and everything else you're doing for everybody and all the veterans so i want to tell this quick story and then um so I decided to bring you on because like you're a professor and a teacher and it's back to school and like it's mm -hmm. a real shit show right now. But yes. don't worry, everybody, if you want to know what it's like at HCC, go back and watch Beth's episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew this, we were just going to talk, okay? Uh -huh. That's what we're doing. And we tell stories, we're storytellers. Mm -hmm. But um, one time I spoke at HCC and I thought it was actually very smart that at the end, um, all of the students had to come up and ask for our business cards. Now, I knew that was pre-planned. Uh -huh. Every single student <laughs> asked me for my business card. And then I was like, oh my God. And then they told them that they had to email us because then I got an email from every student. So I was hip to that. I was like, oh yeah, this is, 
this is definitely not something that they're thinking of doing on their own because wait, wait, I got I want to pause you right there. Yes. We we told them to email you and CC us as a way for us to grade them. So that way we didn't have to do anything. So we would just get an email, CC up, check, boom. Brilliant. Whose idea was that? Yours or Beth? I think it was mine, that one. That's I can't remember. Like yeah. What you would do. Yeah. <laughs> so this one kid had forgotten to get my business card. And <laughs> if you go on my website, well, actually not anymore, but I used to have my home address because I used to only work out of my home office. And one day I'm in my home office in my pajamas. <laughs> the doorbell rings. Charlie Brown goes crazy. And this kid is standing at my door and he's like, um, so you spoke the other day and Dr. Gold and um, Professor Curley, uh, they really, I have to have your business card. Oh my God, it's so, so crazy. So I took a picture. Do you remember the picture? Yeah, I remember that, yes. I took a picture of me, the kid, and uh, yeah. what was with Charlie Brown and the kid? Yeah, like, yeah, amazing. Dr. Gold sends the students to your house. Be careful, speakers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was so great. And, uh, and he was, oh, that's a great lesson learned though. So for new business owners that are working out of their house, go get a PO box as your address. Don't use your home address as your business address. And you know, I was just so anti PO box because when I heard somebody had a PO box. I was like, her. I'm working from your home. So exactly. Like, sure, yeah. I'll just give my home address. <laughs> well, now yeah. I, you know, I'm very professional now. Andy. I know you are. Well, yeah. you have an amazing office now. Yes. That place you're at. Oh my God, that is. It's amazing. the first wellness building in the country, darling. But it's not mine. I mean, I don't own it. I just pay for one and I'm not there. So I'm actually not <laughs> paying for something and not utilizing it. All right, Andy, this is what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to put all the information out there about Susie's event. Okay. Listen, you have to get tickets and everybody has to go. It's an incredible event. I it know is. You're a speaker, but tell everybody because I know you're just talking to Dan Bavaro about the speaker. He what does he do? He Okay, um, so Ted Ted innovative way to talk about teaching now, something like that? So Ted Dintersmith is his name. I know Dinter it's a, a, a tongue twister, but Dinter Smith. Okay. Dinter Smith. Ted Dintersmith. Got it. Um, he is, um, he was one of the first true venture capitalists back in uh, the 1990s. Okay. Really nice man, had a, a lot of success working with um, early stage businesses, left after having that success and was really frustrated with the state of public education in the United States because it was kind of, you know, the teaching to the test, kind of, which it still is today. So he kind of has dedicated his life to transforming the way public education is delivered to make it more meaningful. Um, so it, he's written some books. Um, he's really a thought leader in the future of work and kind of helping educators to understand what skills students really need to learn today to make them value added employees or independent business owners in the future. Um, he's, a, he's a super humble guy, but a really deep thinker. And I think for educators, if you um, really are looking to learn about modifying your approach toward teaching, integrating some really cool things into your practice as a teacher, 
you should really think about coming to the event for no other reason to have a chance to meet him and network with him, which is a really unusual opportunity. He's pretty well known nationally and just a great guy. Um, he really is. And he did a TED talk, not just yep, that. He did a TED event. talk. Yep. Yep. That his was name, easy How many jokes does he get about his name being Ted doing a TED talk? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody's going to come. We're going to force it down everybody's throat because it is the best. I have three events that I love. The Breakfast, um, uh, the Act St. Pete with Alice Harris and the Working Women in Tampa Bay Conference. Great. Those are the three that I never miss. Um, everything else, pretty much, I'm not going to anymore. So here we go, <laughs> unless it's on Zoom. Here we go. It's because I'm not going to Tampa anymore, by the way. I haven't. I, I feel you. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that driving thing. You haven't put gas in your car for six months, <laughs> uh, from what I understand. All right, so Ooh. we're going to name that tune. Okay. My, I got the Let's mic. Go. Time. Now, you know, Facebook's, they're into that copyright thing. They're going to cut your butt off, so you're not going to get a big piece of this. Okay, well, try right. my best. Andy has never gotten me once playing a song. Let's see how well Andy Gold does. Okay. And here we go with number one. I, I, I don't know the name of that song, but I have heard it many times. I don't know that one. You don't who, know who sings that song. Who is it? That's J-Lo. J-Lo. Okay. Darn. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's see. I, how I'm really bad at it on this end oh, of it. No, no, no. It's okay. You, you, it's obvious. Here we go. Said her Dr. Dre? No. I can't hear it that well, but I think it's. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you don't know who it is? No, who was it that? It starts with three curses in the first 10 seconds. Um, Cardi B. Two... <sighs> oh, Cardi B, yes. Dear God, here we go. All right, maybe you'll know this one because you played this one for me. This is a hint for you. Okay. And I got it. Okay. Oh yeah, this is um, this is Dr. Dre. Isn't that Dr. Dre? Dear God, tonight in his blessed mother, as my mother would say. No, it's Fifty Cent. Oh, it's Fifty. Oh, Fifty Cent. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I'm gonna give you one more because I feel bad for you. No, it's okay. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Let me listen. All right, I'm gonna let you listen. I have no idea who. I don't think I've ever heard that song. Okay, now I paused it because I don't want Facebook. Right, the right, phone, right. I got right? you. I'm gonna now. It's who, gonna. Who play. is that? I'm curious. Here it is. You're gonna know it as soon as I hit play. Hold on. This seems like a recent person. Like, I don't know anybody recent. Who is that? This is Despacito. It's only the song that was played 25 oh, million Despacito. times a day. Oh, Despacito, yes. Uh, well, Andy, you have lost again. I'm sorry. I, that's my specialty. Losing? Yes. <laughs> I've gotten very, I've gotten really good at it. I, I take pride in that. You are good at it, Andy. Yes. I'm proud yeah. of you. Thank you. That's, that is key, consistency. <laughs> consistency, complacency, and serendipity. That's what it's all about, Andy. Boom. Boom. Listen, I love that. I, I love you, Sharon. You're awesome. I love you awesome. too. You have been amazing. I 
just think the world of you. I think the world Back at of you. Yeah. Beth, I think the world of everything you're doing. I'm so grateful you have Kim. And I feel Oh yeah, it's a great Mac. team. Kim Randall's amazing and I'm so I just think you guys are doing a great thing. So we'll see you next Friday. I'm very All right. excited about it. Rock on. Thanks for everything, Sharon. And if you want to learn, teachers, listen up. If you want to learn how to make, you know, as much money as Andy does and buy a $90 million condo in South Tampa, <laughs> reach out to him. I'll have the information to connect. But in all seriousness, if there are educators who are listening to this and well, this they would start back to school and somehow became yeah. So, so if, if we can ever, if, but if, if I can ever help a teacher by being a guest speaker in the class or anything like that, if you think I'd be a value to your students, um, reach out to me um, and I'd be happy to do that. Any way I can help educators, that'd be awesome. I think high schools. Yeah, absolutely. That, yes. They want to know what it's really like in college. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, now, now there's a point to the show. Thank you very much. Wrapping it up and giving us a point to this show. <laughs> serving others, Sharon. It's about serving others. That's serving the whole others. point. Yeah. Always and forever. It's the it's the freest way to feel good. All right. I'll see you. Bye. He's, he he dumped before I even got to say goodbye, everybody. That's my Andy Gold. Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. T-I-E Technology. Check them out. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. We would love it if you subscribed. This way you'll get notified every time there's a new episode, which in fact are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Please feel free to leave a review. It really helps us, and we appreciate your support. Thank you.